Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie G, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, November 29th, 2018, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. Today we are reading from the Big Book, Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are in the chapter of Vision for You. We are on page 164. And we are reading, starting with the first paragraph, Still You May Say, and we're just reading one paragraph. Today's readers are The 12 Steps, Raz G, The 12 Traditions, Hoodie R, and readers of the text are Terry N, Edini M, and Hoodie R. Um, the share ID for Wednesday, November 28th is the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12,232, the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12,238. The OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Roz G to please read the 12 steps of OA. Roz? Good morning. My name is Roz G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater today. And the steps, the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous are one. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters 
and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. Thanks, Roz. I'll now ask Hoodie R to please read the 12 traditions of OA Hoodie. Good morning to you, Katie. This is Hadi R, a recovered compulsive overeater in Israel. I hope I'm being heard. The you twelve traditions overeaters anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority: a loving God, as He may express Himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants; they do not govern. Three. The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible for those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name will never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for allowing me to be of service, and I pass. Thanks, Hoodie. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirements for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We are in the chapter of vision for you. We are on page 164, starting with the first paragraph, still you may say, and we're just reading that one paragraph, comment on, commenting on that. I will now ask I will now Terry N. to please begin reading. Terry? Good morning, everyone. This is Terry N. calling. Well, I usually say Swedesboro, but I'm in Marlton. I'm actually in the hospital. Um, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Still, you may say, but I will not have the benefit of contact with you who write this book. We cannot be sure. God will determine that. So you must remember that your real reliance is always upon Him. He will show you how to create 
the fellowship you crave. And I just have to say that um, I've been so incredibly blessed over the last few days with the friends that I have in this fellowship. Um, and the, just even the friends that I have outside this fellowship are a result of the fact that I'm part of the 12-step programs. And um, I'm so, I'm just so grateful. And I have to trust that my higher power knows exactly what I need and will give me exactly what I need as long as I'm willing to do what I need to do. And I just told somebody that, you know, I had this commitment this morning and I knew that I was coming into the hospital for surgery on Tuesday. And I brought my headset and I brought my big book because I figured by Thursday morning I'd be okay to do, to, to fulfill my commitment. And, you know, it all worked out the way it just, it just worked out. And they just moved me at six o'clock this morning from ICU. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I have a commitment in 45 minutes. <laughs> so, but, um, no, I get, I get what I need. And I'm, I'm grateful to be so grateful to be a part of this fellowship and a part of this meeting and grateful that I'm learning day by day how to depend on my higher power. And that's exactly what it says. You know, my, that my real reliance is always upon him. And that's all I really have to share. Thanks so much. Terry, thank you so much for your wonderful service today. And hey, before we get started, let me just make sure we're all on the same page, literally. So um, we're in the chapter, A Vision for You. We're on page 164, starting with the first paragraph, still you may say. And we're just reading and commenting on that one wonderful paragraph. So I've got my pen. Who would like to share? Nancy S.W. Nancy S.W. from North Dakota. Larry K. Okay, hang on. Okay, hang on. Wait, I'm getting, I'm getting overwhelmed. Um, hang on. Okay, wait, just one sec. North Dakota, and then Kim G. And then Kim G. Wait. Um, okay, wait. You know what, my friends? Um, I just need you to stop because I've got way too many, and I don't even have everyone. So I have a Nancy P. I think. I have Larry K. Oh, Nancy T. Okay. P P P is in Peter. P is in Peter. Okay, that's what I had said. Sorry, Mike. Oh, sorry. I'm not being clear. So we've got Nancy P. I've got Larry K. Down twice, but I think he's just one person. Somebody from North Dakota. Was there somebody from Best W from North Dakota? All right. So I've got Nancy P. Larry K. Best W. Kim G. Katie F. Matt M, and I know that I also heard Melissa C. So um, I'm sorry my ears are doing the best I can. Um, We're going to get started with that lineup. And uh, Nancy, please go ahead. Hi, thanks for letting me share. Um, Nancy P. from Boston. Um, So in spite of myself, my higher power is working in my life because at, left to my own devices, my judgment and my actions are absolutely not where I would like to be and not the most productive. And I have to say that I have some pretty big challenges in my life that are not getting better. Yet at the same time, you know, I'm getting better. And, um, you know, I've 
over the past, you know, several days this week and over the past, you know, maybe 10 days, I've had cause to be speaking with some professionals that are going to, you know, hopefully help with this, these situations that are going on in my family. And, you know, I have been carried from place to place and mouth agape and eyes wide open. I can't believe how safe I feel, how cared for. I was in a meeting with my husband um, and one of my children the other day, and we were talking to somebody, and they said such and such and so and so, and I felt something inside me that I didn't even know had been clenched tight, like a locked jaw, just relax, you know, and that, you know, I I haven't tried to manipulate anybody. I've been honest and said, this is what I think. This is how I feel. I'm frightened. Will you help me? And people in my life that are whose job it is to help me have done just exactly that. No one has said to me, I wish I could, but my hands are tied. No one has said that to me. And, you know, I, you know, so I hate to say, is it odd or is it God? Doesn't Harlan say that? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Harlan. <laughs> but um, I never thought I would think that. But I have literally been carried from place to place uh, over stepping stones in a toxic river of fear and pain and rage and I'm safe and I'm cared for and I, I can't believe it. So um, God bless everybody here. Thank you everybody who's called me and helped me through my stumbles, um, emotional and spiritual stumbles. And um, I'm just so, so grateful. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy. And next up, we'll have Larry Kay, followed by Beth W. Larry, please go ahead. Thanks, Katie. Thank you for your service. Um, the uh, I guess I want to focus on um, the notion of reliance. It was 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 less less self generated than I thought it was, you know. And and it's such a paradox because we get this uh, exhilarating sense of independence when we come here and, and we become, you know, immersed in a community of spiritual hope and that, that this is the fellowship that we crave. And I derive my emotional security from this belief that I'm not alone in the universe, you know, that I'm supported by a companionship with my creator. And, you know, some people get stuck in life and we, we circle over and over to the same old spots because, you know, we can't find the door to another realm of options. You know, there was, there was another, uh, you know, realm of options. I just wasn't aware of it. And most of us at one point or another can relate to that. And at least I know I can. And all I know is that the only escape for me from compulsive overeating was, was, was through a door that I could not open myself. You know, I, I didn't open the door. God did. I worked some steps for sure, but I didn't open the door. God did. And I have a choice between relying on a divine creator or relying on the, the, the false powers of food, you know, and, and I, I've chosen to rely on this creator through this way of life. And before I, you know, became connected to this fellowship and ultimately to the, you know, to the spiritual way of life, I often felt like a, like a nomad, you know, like wandering around, searching for the true north. And working these steps, you know, aren't exhausting. You know what was exhausting? I'll tell you. What was exhausting was a life searching for anything but the be-all and end-all 
which I found in my creator. And when I was searching in all the wrong places, you know, my, my, my soul was continually thrown against the, the rocky cliff, you know, and I was the wind. And, and who else but God would calm that wind? And I have a feeling, you know, having been calm for, you know, certain moments since that time, that what happens when I achieve that state is not just useful to me. See, it's useful to God as well. And my binge eating was useful to no one, not even me. So how extraordinary that I can say that I'm a, a small, you know, consistent member of this, this fellowship that I create. Only by the grace of God, daily reliance on God. With that, I pass. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Larry. Now we'll have Beth W. Followed by Kim G. Hi, this is Beth W. from North Dakota. Can you hear me okay, Katie? Loud and clear, Beth. Thanks for your service this morning. Um, this sentence, you must remember that your real reliance is always upon him, God. I, um, I've spent my lifetime trying to find the person or the thing or the substance that will provide reliance, that will not fail me, that will not, um, won't fail me. And, um, and they always do, you know, the people, the, the, the substance, the food, the alcohol, the whatever it is, um, fail. I, I just can't get enough of it. And I, I use up people and I, I, or I reject them so they can't reject me. And um, just in the last few days, the last 24 hours, um, I've had another, another eye-opening experience. And, and it's God that just never goes away. It's always with me and always will show up because um, God never leaves, you know, so it's me turning again to God. Um, and so you must remember that your real reliance is always upon him because God, my, my higher power is always right there, never gone, never rejecting me, never telling me I'm less than God always loves. And um, I've heard it on, uh, I've, I've heard it on this line. Love is always the answer. And, and God is ever loving and ever, ever forgiving and, and just always available. And so um, that's the fellowship I crave, um, is that, that ever loving fellowship, which um, we find in these rooms. And, and, yet, and, and yet the rooms are filled with, with people who are just as sick as I am. So I have to remember that I can share that love and um, that love flows um, from God through me to other people. And, um, and my reliance has to always first start with my reliance on God. And I'm, I'm so grateful for this meeting and um, all of you. So that's all I have to say, and I'll pass. Thank you, Beth W. We'll now have Kim G, followed by Katie F. Kim, please go ahead. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G, and I'm going to drill on that same line. Hey, God, God will show you how to create the fellowship you crave. I think that's a good reflection. What do I crave? What do I crave? I have to tell you, in high school, I used to pray every night to be a size 14. I didn't ever pray not to stop eating. I craved not having the consequences while continuing to eat. You know, even in Overeaters Anonymous, I, I always prayed at the fellowship I craved. You know, when I was in relapse, I surrounded my, myself with people in relapse so I wouldn't have to do anything. Um, that saying, love you till you love yourself, I created a fellowship of people who would love me and pity me and not ever ask me to do a single thing in the step work. 
you know, I had times where I worshipped the food plan, and I craved only being around people that, that um, ate exactly like me. So what am I create today? I create a fellowship that believes in this in this big recovery. I create a fellowship that understands the twofold nature of our disease and the twelve step solution, spiritual solution. You know, I, I often describe this fellowship as I, I'm looking for people who are ahead on the path. I have my hand out there. I'm walking shoulder to shoulder with people who are along the path with me, and I have my other hand reaching down to the still suffering. You know, because the reality is, you know, I came into OA in 1994, and OA has shrunk incredibly since I've been coming in. I used to have a meeting that had 100 people in it. The average meeting of OA is, is nine people. You know, talked about earlier, are we willing to stand on that firing line? Am I willing to stand on the firing line for OA? You know, I've been reflecting lately on um, page 417, which is acceptance is the answer. And I have to tell you, I don't really agree with that too much sometimes. Because to me, the answer is, do the steps, connect with the power. And what that often means, and the big book tells me over and over again, is, is that action, action, action. When I connect with that power, maybe there's action or maybe there's a still. And I think to myself, thank God the abolitionists didn't accept slavery. Thank God the suffragettes didn't accept that women couldn't vote. Thank God that the civil rights leaders didn't accept segregation. So the question is, if I crave this fellowship of Overeaters Anonymous, what am I doing? What am I going to do to step up for that? I'm just going to end with this. I, I remember being pointed out to this. You know, the steps are way, the traditions are way, but we have an OA pledge that's an I. And the OA pledge is always to extend the heart, hand and heart of OA to all who share my compulsion. For this, I am responsible. So if I crave this fellowship around me, what am I willing to do today as an individual? What is my meeting willing to do today as a leading? What is my inner group willing to do today? What is world service? And how can I, as a member of this fellowship, support and, and defend this fellowship that I crave? And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kim. All right, we'll now have Katie F. followed by Matt M. Katie, please go ahead. Huh. Good morning. This is Katie oh, Upper Recovery. Okay. I'm sorry. sorry Katie, I, go ahead. Just, I love phones, but sometimes they're slower than I'd like. Okay, I'm Katie Upper Recovered, Compulsive Overeater, and I just love this line, God will give you the fellowship you crave. I, um, you know, I, my, one of my biggest fears was, was being a stay-home mom someday. It's what I wanted to do, but I was afraid that, you know, I would draw the blinds and and watch soap operas and, and binge my brains out. Um, and, you know, I've been, a, I was a stay-at-home mom for seven years and uh, in this program in recovery, and I didn't binge one of those days um, because of this great, you know, technology we have called the telephone. And that was even, you know, quite a number of years ago when I still had to pay for long distance, um, which, of course, it's just, smoke and mirrors because we just pay a lot of money but don't pay extra for long distance but um you know god has always given me exactly what i need when i need it for as long as i need it and i don't know who that's going to be at any given time but i make myself available as tim was saying you know i don't um get so busy with my life this great life that i've gotten from this uh from this recovery that i'm too busy to sponsor I sponsor more people now 
than I ever have because I have a little bit more time because my kids are grown. You know, I don't um, say, you know, I'm too busy to return that call because I want to get home and do whatever. You know, I return phone calls. I answer text messages when I can. I, you know, I've joined a new group on the WhatsApp app where you can, you know, connect with people internationally 24-7. You know, do I need that? Is my program suffering that I'm just desperate with, you know, a few days of abstinence? No, I've been abstinent for, for decades. But God gives me what I need all the time. And what I need is to keep connecting with him. And I connect through him, with him through other people and through sharing what God has given me. And then that reinforces what I have. And, you know, I get another day of abstinence, another day of grace. And I think of, you know, over these last decades of different people that have been in and out of my life, you know, they were great at the time. Some of them are still in recovery, but I hate to say majority are not. But they were there and I tried to help them or they tried to help me and it was a great thing for that time. And I don't try to project, will this be a lifelong friend or will this be a season? And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Katie F. We will now have Matt M. followed by Melissa C. Matt, please go ahead. Thank you, Katie, for your service. Good morning. My name is Matt M. I'm going to for the jurors. I'm getting a little sick, so excuse me. But um, this program has given me so much. It's given me a way of life that I'll way of living that I never thought I would ever have. It's given me friendships. It's given me long-lasting peace and serenity. It's given me a job. It's given me a, a sense of purpose that I didn't have before. And um, and the fellowship around me, it's amazing. I, I don't feel isolated anymore. I don't feel like I'm the one person to see him. And I just feel like I'm one person who's connected with a lot of other people who do know me. Like, if I disappear, people will notice. I will get phone calls amazing like you know once you're in you're in you know there's no getting out and uh, I'm very grateful for that because you know I need sometimes I forget that I need to pick up the phone and make outreach calls more than I need to get them and um, I'm grateful that I'm doing that more and more and uh, making myself more available I'm so grateful that you know that because of this, this fellowship of this program working the steps um, I've got to, um, I'm gainfully employed, and I'm working to better my life. I'm losing weight, working the steps of my sponsor. Hopefully soon I'll be a sponsor, and I'm just taking it one day at a time because that's all I have is today. I'm not guaranteed tomorrow, so today I want to live healthy, but, um, happy, joyous, and free. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. And now we'll have Melissa C. Melissa, please go ahead. Hi, good morning, Katie. Thank you so much for your loving service and for hearing me this morning. Um, Melissa C. Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York. And I'm thinking about, like, just the um, evolution of what I craved. And, um, you know, Kim had touched on it before, but, um, you know, for me, I really craved most of life. You know, whenever I was speaking about craving, it was always food. It was always more. It was always um, what I didn't have, um, and and then it, you know, and then it shifted, you know. And just like in my um, recovery process, um, I thought for the longest time 
I'm not going to rely on anybody. I'm certainly not going to rely on God. And I'm certainly not going to rely on other people because I felt let down by others. And then, you know, as I moved through recovering, um, I began to feel somewhat of the reliance on other people. And, and then it's like, wait, I'm not supposed to rely on people. How, how is that going to look? You know, I'm, how do I create a fellowship and yet not count on these people, not rely on these people? And that's been like, what a beautiful gift of these 12 steps, because, you know, my best teachers um, taught me not to rely on them. You know, they gave me um, the tools to create my reliance on God. And so I reflect on that now, like, um, as someone that, you know, works with other people, that sponsors other people, that, and even with my children, you know, or, or in my classroom, you know, our, our role is not to become um, someone's higher power. You know, when someone is looking for the perfect sponsor, uh, you know, it's, it's, they're not, we can never be forming relationship with a higher sponsor. It's got to be forming a relationship with a higher power. And so, you know, um, when I work with others, I think although we're available for those people, it's kind of, I think it's really important that we get them early on to reach out to a fellowship, to not make their program dependent on one person. Because I like to think that I'll, you know, be doing this for forever, but what if I don't? You know, what if something happens or what if something happens to my sponsor? We can't count on the other person. I can't to be my whole recovery. You know, it's got to be a connection on God. And so the fellowship that I crave, I actually find it um, through pain. You know, every time that I'm feeling uh, alone and pain and I reach out to the other people around me, the, the fellowship has taught me, you know, when I come to them with a problem, here's a good prayer. Let's pray this together. Here's a good meditation. Try this. And that, Time, that has become, thank you so much. That has become my, my source, my connection. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Melissa. And before I take another group of numbers, or excuse me, names, we are in the big book. We're on page 164, first paragraph. Still, you may say, we're reading one paragraph only. And I, if I could just request everybody to just Say their name slowly. It was hard to hear everybody that verse go around. So please say your name slowly. All right, go ahead. Joy, Joy. Okay, I know you all want to keep saying your name. It's, it's not it's not helping. So if I could just have a breath, okay. Um here's who I have. Lisa B and Harlan G. Um who else wanted to share? Lisa J. All right. Tina S. Russ. Lance. And Tina. And we're going to stop right there. So I have Lisa B., Harlan G., Edini M., Russ M., Lisa J. R., or it might have been Lisa J. I don't remember if I heard the R., and Tina S. And I promise I'll come back and get more. So thanks for your patience with me. My ears are a little broken today. So we're going to start with Lisa B. Lisa, go ahead. Good morning, Katie. Thank you so much for your service and standing there at the firing line. Um, 
My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina, and I'm really grateful for all the shares that I've just heard. I wanted to talk about that word crave. Um, When I came into OA, A Vision for You, I was in my restricting mode. So um, I was not eating, and I was getting an effect as a result of not eating. I was feeling powerful. And the definition of crave is feel a powerful desire for something. And before um, my restricting mode, you know, I have been also in the craving mode of binging uncontrollably to the point where I needed to be locked up because I could not stop compulsively eating. So I've experienced both ends, and both times I was terrified of food. I was so afraid of food. Now I know that food is just fuel to nourish me. But I've been healed in my body and my mind and my spirit as a result of getting entirely abstinent, understanding who and what I really am, and diving into these steps with someone that could guide me through with a flashlight of understanding the precise way of going through the steps in this big book and doing it pretty quickly. So I had to learn to experience cravings again, but now it's a different kind of craving, and it's a craving that I had pushed out, a craving for people, fellowship, to give love, to be useful, to be helpful, Um, a craving to allow others to be helpful, to be there for me. I was so shut down for decades and decades. I didn't know how shut down I was. But as a result of becoming spiritually liberated through these steps and physically free, um, now I feel the cravings, and the cravings is to be useful and to be helpful and to let other people be there, not to keep secrets, not to minimize things, which is what I've done my whole life, and not to inflate and make things too big. I've also done that. You know, just like the eating, both ends of the spectrum, I do that with my emotions, both ends of the spectrum. I've also used so many things, relationships, illusions of relationships, shopping, anything to get an effect. Today, um, I am recovered, and the steps solve all my problems, and today I am useful, and I ask each morning for my higher power to show me how to be helpful to the next still-suffering alcoholic, how to be helpful to the next still-suffering compulsive overeater, and then I trust. I'm also learning how to let go of results, not to be so results-driven when I am interacting with other fellows, um, but just to let, let there be a flow, you know, let there be a flow there and just to try and carry this message. But each day, for the most part, I go to bed with a smile on my face because I am useful. I love being useful. I love interacting with people that are sick and suffering in this illness because I know what it is to be down there in the pits and I know what it is to be liberated. So, and how to do it, how to do it. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Next up, we have Harlan G., followed by Edini M. Harlan, please go ahead. Thank you, Katie, and thank you, Gabriella, for lending us your mom this morning. And, Gabriella, you're doing a great job. Thanks for your service. And thank you to Team Thursday for making this magnificent meeting possible. I'm Harlan G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. My mind flashes back when I read this paragraph, and when I read this paragraph, I think back on my life of the nightmare of this disease. And I think back of the humiliation that I've suffered. I think back of the discomfort that I suffered. I think back of all the people that were highly abusive to me, physically abusive, emotionally abusive, or both throughout my life. And I think about recovery. And when I read the words, we cannot be sure, God will determine that, meaning you'll have no contact with the people that write the book. 
you must remember that your real reliance is always upon him, capitalized, because we're talking about God. He will show you how to create the fellowship you crave. What an adventure this has been. I came in at age 24. I left, I came back, I left, I came back. If I had a pill that would cure you of this disease, I would throw it in the toilet and flush immediately. I wouldn't want to cheat you out of one minute of this most magnificent adventure from the hell of this illness, from the horror of this disease, this nightmarish disease, a disease which is permanent, progressive, and fatal, has come the greatest joys of my life. The people that I've met, the places that I've gone, the conventions, please come to the OA birthday. You'll be very glad you did. Please come to Newark, New Jersey, when Vision for You has its convention, which will convene next November. Please come. You will be amazed at what will happen to you. The places and the people have been magnificent. And if those things are available to me, they are available to you. God had to drag me kicking and screaming into this program. I had resigned myself to death. I wanted to die. Now I treasure each day of life. And if I can, you can. Work these steps. Challenge God. See where you can find him lacking. Walk to God. He'll run to you. Walk to God. He'll run to you. And it is the most magnificent of miracles. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Harlan. And we'll now have Edini M. followed by Russ M. Edini, please go ahead. Thank you so much, Katie, for your service. You're doing a great job. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini, and I'm a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God, always giving credit where credit is due. You know, I could never be sure of anything except for one thing, and that was when I made the decision to rely on God. I experienced the truth. He always satisfies my needs and continues to reveal more and more each and every time to me. When I started to take action with an open heart and mind, the light of the Spirit started to melt away my old ways of thinking, feeling, and doing. My attitude, my behavior, my habits continued to be transformed as God would have me be. A true metamorphosis from a prisoner of my thoughts to a butterfly that flies high. Because of my real alliance, reliance, is always upon God. So so much weight that I was carrying was lifted. I became lighter and stronger. Well, how odd is that? It was working because I was listening and doing as I was told, doing my part. I had to let go. I had to give up being in control, trying to do things my way, on my terms. I needed to. I needed to come from. I need to go from isolation to connection. I needed a partner in my life, a relationship that is a loving and beautiful partnership. And it's 
to be in unity with good orderly direction. When I get disconnected with God, I get anxious and I get sucked into this abyss of darkness. So I was once lost and now I am found. I am being guided by the light of the Spirit to do the right thing and to do His will, to give me what I need, what I crave as a connection with God and others. And what do we all crave for? We all crave for love. Love conquers all. Love is God. Staying connected to God and my loving fellows. It's all about getting connected, staying connected in order to be connected to God and others. And going deeper by strengthening that connection. So how strong is your connection to God and others? Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Edini. <clears throat> Excuse me. We will now have Russ M. followed by Lisa J.R. Russ, please go ahead. Good morning, Katie. Russ M., Recover Compulsive Reader outside of Philly. Um, wow. What a, what a killer meeting. The shares are so awesome. Um, you know that everybody's hitting the word crave, and you know it's important in this in this passage here. You know, it's like I, I think of what I craved in life before program. You know what I thought I craved. You know, attention. You know, status, power, obviously money. Um, but as I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going through the steps. I work the steps, and and uh, I continue to live this program. I realize what I truly crave in the bottom of my, in my, in my soul is to be able to trust God, to be able to have that relationship with God that he's got it taken care of. Not that I don't do any work or I don't take any action, but that he's my comforter, my, 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 my savior, my friend, my, my, my strong tower, you know, these support, my sustenance, you know, that I can actually believe that. And it's coming. You know, it's getting there. It's starting to happen. And it's because of these steps and the spiritual way of life. And not just going through the motions. Like digging in. Entering in. Leaning in more. And I do that through, obviously, our meeting, studying the big book, but through service and being being. You know, serving someone else, getting out of rust, that's how it happens. And I, I just, especially over the past month, it's just my eyes. Like I, it always seems like I'm saying the scales are coming off my eyes. But as I enter in deeper, you know, I, 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 see, I see what's going on in this program. You know, it's not a BS story. You know, you surrender yourself to God and let him do what he needs to do with you. And it's incredible the blessings that come from it. And it's not necessarily what you want, but it's what you need. It's incredible. It's like I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that, you know, I have this disease. Even though it took time out of my life and I got caught up in myself and I was crazy. I'm grateful because I would never be at this point in my life. Um, Just... My mind is blown, man, to be honest with you. So thank you very much. Y'all have a great day, and I love you. Peace. Have a good one. 
Thank you, Russ. And we'll now have Lisa followed by Tina S. Lisa, I believe it's JR or is it J? <laughs> Good morning, Katie. It is Lisa J. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Um, gratefully recovered in Michigan for this 24 hours. Um, yeah, so this craving is what spoke to me as well. And the doctor's opinion on page XXX, I'm like these alcoholics that were drinking to overcome this craving beyond my mental control. I could not control it. And I asked my sponsees, what does the food represent? What does that ice cream represent to you? And for me, it was that sense of family. It was making my mom happy when she baked something and she, you know, wanted that affirmation. And um, it was really easy for me. And, and so I did it. Of course it was easy for me. I'm a compulsive overeater. So I loved making people happy by expressing my joy over what they did and, and how they expressed their love. And, and what a trap that was for me. And I did it like they did to escape for a while. But after, after that, it became the problem. It was the create, I was drinking, I was eating to overcome that craving. And so what this passage speaks to me is that I can't do this alone, but I do have to do my part. God will do for me what I can't do for myself, it says many times in the book, but there's also a part that I have to do. God can't put the food down for me. I have to do that. And um, I have to ask him for the strength and rely on him, but I love this passage, and it says that he will show us how to create the fellowship we crave. And so it's this new creativity, and when I'm working and inspired by God power instead of my own willpower, it opens this infinite resource to me and I'm relying on infinite God rather than my finite self so I have much more to offer in this stream of life and being of maximum service to him and those about me because it's not my own creativity I'm functioning on the strength that he gives me as I get that for this 24 hours God help me to go out and do that and be of maximum service and that's what keeps me out of the food um, for this 24 hours and for that I'm grateful thanks again for your service everyone this morning and I'll pass Thank you, Lisa. And we will now have Tina S. Tina, please go ahead. Thanks so much, Katie, for your service. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, Anorexic in Florida. Wow, what a great meeting this morning. Thanks so much. Uh, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I think I know, and I'm, I'm waiting on the line for the meeting to start this morning, and I get a phone call. And I'm thinking, oh, do I really want to take this call? Do I really want to take this call? And I can't see with this technology who's calling. <laughs> so I answer the phone. And, and it's someone, and it's someone from a face-to-face -face meeting who's talking about powerlessness and unmanageability. And my response is, you know, self-reliance failed us. You know, we need to trust and rely on a power greater than myself. So I'm going off on all this stuff, you know, and, and, I, and I believe that when I'm talking to someone else. And I also believe that for me when I'm in that place of desperation, too. And then I get back on the phone and I look at what we're reading and we're talking about, you know, reliance on God, you know, and trusting that he will help me. He will show me how to create the felt, how to create the fellowship I crave. And that's what has happened in my life. You know, I have a relationship with this woman who called me, who I would not have had if it hadn't been for Overeaters Anonymous. And I, I can remember when I first came in, I really wasn't wanting to have any kind of fellowship with anyone else. I was fine by myself. Thank you very much. And, and I remember I started to feel lonely. You know, and I wasn't going to the food or I wasn't going to the booze. I wasn't going to the sex. I wasn't going to all this stuff that I used to go to to fill that hole. And so then I started to create and communicate and cultivate a relationship with a power greater than myself. 
And I remember praying for people to come into my life. And as soon as I did, you know, my heart was open and there were so many people in my life. You know, and it wasn't anything I did. I know that because my heart's closed when, when Tina's running the show because I'm, I'm on a mission. I got an agenda. You know, I got things to do. And uh, when I opened my heart and I let God in, he chose me all this. You know, I, I benefit so much. And I'm so grateful that, you know, that I, can, that I have this power greater than myself that can allow me one day at a time not to live in my disease and, disease and be part of the world and have people in my life who love me and that I love back. And what a gift. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Okay. So we have five plus three, which is eight. So we have, <laughs> we have eight minutes. So let's try and take three people who would like to finish us up today. Anita B. Siobhan. Joy. Sarah. Anita B. Sarah. Joy. Bossa. And Bossa. I'm sorry, I don't I I did the best I could, so hopefully everyone can attend the second meeting. I've got Anita B, Joy, and I don't know the first initial of your last name. And then L. I think it's Bossa. Oh, okay, so Joy L. And then okay. So go ahead, Anita, please go ahead. Thanks, thanks uh, for all your service. Anita B. from New Jersey, recovered a compulsive overeater. Um, and I just wanted to share my experience about what we just read. Just in my life yesterday, I'm a teacher, kindergarten teacher, and I'm older, and I lost my patience yesterday and had a really rough day. But when I went to the meeting last night, I realized something, that um, through my rough day, I never wanted to turn to food to solve it. In fact, this morning when I woke up, I was looking to God to solve it because what I've heard so much is I have to trust upon God with every aspect of my life, every aspect. So um, I just wanted to share that, you know, I'm so grateful to not have looked into self-pity and what was around me and what was going to help me feel better because today I'm asking God to help me do what's going to make that student feel better. And so I'm just really grateful today, and I needed to share that because this program gives me such hope. Uh, so thanks for letting me share, everybody. Have a great Thursday. Thank you, Anita B. Okay, we'll now have Joy L. followed by Bassa. Oh, Joy, please go ahead. Oh, thank you. Good morning. Um, my name is Joy L., and I am a newly recovered um, compulsive overeater in um, St. Paul, Minnesota. Thank you so much for your service, and thank you to everyone who's on this line, and I I just have a ton of gratitude, and I want to just um, go to the, the line that really um, stuck out to me uh, is our book is meant to be suggestive only. Our book is meant to be suggestive only, and um, I heard that. I don't know if I actually read it, but um, the, what stuck out to me um, over uh, my time um, in recovery, I, I came back from a, a relapse um, over five years, right? And so, what kind of what what kind of led me to that is that I this um, our book is meant to be suggestive only, right? And I just stopped, and I heard suggestive, which meant. Uh, I'll do whatever I want to do. It's just a suggestion. But as the book goes on, it says we realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation, 
what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. And, you know, yeah, definitely I um, was, was definitely in my addiction, but one of my biggest addictions was self-reliance. And so I think I just encourage folks to continue to read on, and it's not only about being suggestive, but it also is about making sure that God um, is, is the one who's directing us. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thanks. And before we take our next share, I just want to gently remind everyone we are sharing on the paragraph 164, the first paragraph, still you may say, just commenting on that one paragraph only, please. I think we are, uh, we have Basa O. Basa? Thank you. Can you hear me? I can, Basa. Thank you. Thank you, Katie, for your service. I'm Basa, grateful, recovered, compulsive reader calling from Florida. And, uh, oh, my goodness, the things that I craved before I came to the program was just unbelievable. Of course, the food was the number one craving. My alcoholic food, I craved love. I craved tension. I craved material things. Oh, somebody just unmuted. I craved uh, material, material things. I craved uh, power, uh, control. I craved husband that was going to love me and treasure me um and i craved so many things i i had no clue i've been trying to fill in the empty hole with all those things and none of it worked anyways so i did by the time you know you know by the time i came to overeaters anonymous even even before i came to overeaters anonymous i craved to god i remember you know how much I was in so much pain, I remember reaching out to God and saying, God, I, 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 where are you? I want to know more about you. I don't, I don't know how to find you. And I did this verbally in my van driving home. I was just so lost. I just, you know, I had no clue about any of this stuff. And I was brought into Overeaters Anonymous. Thank you, God. I was led into Overeaters Anonymous. And uh, that's where I really found God. So God answered my prayer, you know. This is where I found God. And God will give you the fellowship you crave. I, I wanted to have a... Uh, I, I was very socially... Um, um, uh, and I had no skill in social... In, I had no to be social. I was always afraid. Not, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. People don't like me. It, it was all me. I didn't like myself. And it didn't mean that people didn't love me. It was just my internal negative thinking in my head that was going around and around. But I'm just so grateful. I don't need... Those things are wonderful to have, but I have a relationship with my higher power that I... Never, I, had, I had some religion, but I had no spirituality. This is my time. Thank you for letting me share, and I have found it all here. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Basa. We have about 12 seconds left, so I think I'm just going to say thank you to all of you for your, your beautiful enthusiasm today. It was a great meeting. So thank you to everyone who has shared. Please do join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing.
The share ID for today, which is Thursday, November 29th, 2018, is 12,242. That's 12,242. We will now close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Adini M. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Adini? Yes, thank you. Um, with great honor and pleasure. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.